Lawrence and I are gonna. We're like, we're gonna watch okay, it. Make it's a fine. date. <laughs> movie date. We're gonna watch. Fine. I use okay. the same. I the movie so is available. I had a headache. Oh. I had a headache. I was not okay. And I and I like swore off. I'm not eating meat. I'm only. I'm not buying leather. I'm not getting fur. I'm not adopting an animal. Well, adopting is okay, but I'm not getting a bred animal. I was like on my horse after that. How long did that last? Right. 72 hours. <laughs> and then I pass a Nando's, man. <laughs> so that if you're not familiar, it's a Peruvian chicken place. Man, that Peruvian chicken. Oh, the smell is intoxicating. Oh, good. Uh, Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hunley, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Voice. Today, we are joined by April Cunningham, confidence coach, co-founder of The Jealous Vegan, also known as The Influencer. Lisa Carter, founder of Kinetic Fitness, also known as The Balancer. Lawrence Rassall, The Weekend Chef, also known as The Artisan. Today, we're here to talk about why the negative influences do not change our habits sustainably. And the reason that we're here to talk about it is because I watched a movie um, that I do not recommend um, called Earthlings. It is very much so a documentary about the, the cruelty of man on animals and the effect um, that we have, it has on our planets, on our bodies, on the environment. And... Uh, Animals also, obviously. Um, and I I watched it. I got all the way through. Once I watched it, actually, I had to keep watching because I was just so struck by the magnitude of cruelty um, of animals around the world. And I said something to my sister, Lisa, and I was like, I can't recommend it, but I couldn't look away. And then she watched it. Yeah, because she was very unclear when she said, I don't recommend it. I mean, to me, like... It makes me want to watch it, though. Does Honestly, it? it really does. It does. And Wait, so she what was am I like, missing? I got to see it. So she said, oh. I watched this movie. I don't recommend it. I was like, great. Yeah, you don't recommend it for other people. But like... It's me. Clearly, I don't fall into that group. So to me, you said watch it. <laughs> <laughs> In the note. secret language of sisters. Right. Head meant watch it. That's what you said. Hello? Watch so it. So what happened in this movie? <laughs> okay, so let me, let me tell you my side. Because she said, don't recommend it. She got all the way through it. So I'm like, my sister said, watch this movie. Great. And I got about 20 minutes in before I was, my husband was on a conference call in the living room and I was in the bedroom. I decided to watch it. It was in the morning. I had some quiet time. I was about 20 minutes in. Perfect time to watch a horror movie. <laughs> Why was she watching in the morning in the first place? I woke up phone. Like, why would you? Why would you do that? Anyway, I woke up with it on my mind. My husband's on a conference call, so I'm like, great, I got some quiet time. Let me watch this movie. I start watching the movie. Twenty minutes in, my husband gets off his conference call and he comes into the bedroom, and I am curled up in a fetal position. I am crying profusely. And he's like, what are you watching? And I'm like, oh, my God, did you know that they, they kill all the, all the animals? And he's like, 
what is happening right now? I'm like, they put him in the trash can. Did you? Uh, they put him in the trash truck. It's awful. Aww. So it's basically. So wait a Okay, is it a movie? Is it a documentary? documentary that goes around the world and it talks about the impacts or how animals are treated yes. for our food, for, our food for fur, clothing. for skin, uh, for everything animals are used for, for research. Yes. It it's, highlights and actually documents yeah. live activities of how animals are raised slaughtered and used yes. for human consumption. And uh, there were five points. I can only remember four, but one was for pets, for food, for research, for clothing. I can't remember what the last one was, but they talked about like from the very beginning, how they're like for pets, right? You want to get the perfect breed. So they breed all these like animals that don't meet the criteria those animals are discarded of <gasps> if they don't meet the criteria of what you know if you want a poodle if this one is not a poodle it's discarded and so they go through the but it's a video documentation of like wow this one doesn't look right and how they discard of them mm-hmm. and some in some of the most like inhumane ways ever imaginable yeah yeah so and so i was not prepared because i was like my sister told me to watch it <laughs> Which is not what I said. <laughs> just on the note of like a quick side note on like filtering, right? Tell people you can't do it or tell people you shouldn't, right? And that's the so first they thing they want to do, right? But but she called me the next day and she's like, same day. oh my God. It was the same day? Same day. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe I watched the movie. I said, what? I told you I can't recommend it. She's like, well, I didn't think that meant me. Can't recommend. Is that the same as do not watch it, y'all? No. Anyway, I know what you mean. Though. What she got stuck? Kind of got there was a there was a, a dog that was put in. Literally, they I guess I don't know for whatever reason they put him in the trash. That's where in I like the trash compactor, like oh. uh, in the back of a trash truck. Oh. Right, oh. he was like limping, and yeah, that they That's put him in the back terrible. of it. And they but they show you the they show you the trash truck first. They show you putting all the other garbage, and you know how they press it down right. and like. And then they and then you can only assume what's going to happen to this dog. And then they put him. And that's where my husband was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, you're not watching this. What are you doing? And unfortunately, that is one of a hundred examples. Right. Exactly. In this just in the documentary Alone. itself. And, and it goes like how you we, the, the, the food is killed. I'd right. How the food is murdered. <laughs> Right? Lawrence and I are going to like, we're going to watch okay. it. Make a sign <laughs> date. Movie date. We're going to watch. Sign. You just okay. say. I the movie so is available. I had a headache. I uh, had a headache. I was not okay. And yeah. I and I like swore off. I'm not eating meat. I'm only I'm not buying leather. I'm not getting fur. I'm not adopting an animal. Well, adopting is okay, but I'm not getting a bred animal. I was like on my horse after that. How long did that last? Right. <sighs> 72 hours. <laughs> and then I pass a Nando's, man. <laughs> <laughs> so that if you're not familiar it's a peruvian chicken place man that peruvian chicken oh, the smell is intoxicating so good uh, and so, then and i was depressed the whole time i ate the chicken i mean it was delicious but i was like the poor chicken i can't believe i'm doing this which, i'm a part of the problem so are these effective methods or not i mean i have my take on it Tell, what's your take i i mean that's one of the reasons why i'm an ethical a plant-based eater, even though I still eat fish. But um, Mm -hmm. as a whole, uh, more so, I mean, initially it was the dietary reasons, the fact that it was affecting my biology. Right. But when I would see things like What the Health or I would see things like these different movies where 
you get to the core of how things are processed. To this date, I stopped eating chicken because at first I was just not eating beef and pork and I thought chicken was okay. But then I learned about, as you, as one of you mentioned, mm. or we, I'm sure it touched on in this documentary about how the baby chicks, mm. if they're male, they're literally discarded. They're ground up <gasps> as chicks. They don't even live for an half a day. There's a sort of a, a, a line of chicks that were just hatched. And there's someone there that's kind of going through, okay, this is the female. And they go into this bin for breeding and reproduction and literally. Wait, don't they need the, male chickens too? Well, you only need. But a couple yeah, but you chicks. only need. So yeah. they yeah. save like one out of every what, right. 10, right? Exactly. So the rest of the male chicks are either thrown into this grinder or, as you mentioned, they're thrown into like a bag of like a plastic bag and just discard it. <gasps> so when I would see these images. That's no, and again, as uh, um, April. April mentioned, I mean, this is just in one movie or one documentary. This goes on as repeated across the world. And you can imagine some uh, countries that aren't regulated by certain well, FDA rules. And believe so. it or not, those that's the mercy kill. Right? Exactly, because right. The you ones can that imagine. survive to be right. into the, you know, to be in the main population. Right, and they that's slowly are dying. They like, cut their yeah. beaks off to prevent them from pecking each other. Yeah, so yeah. when I would see these images, it 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 affected me. And I stopped eating chicken just because of that. I mean, I knew eventually that I would stop eating. But it was reinforcing. Meat, but it was very much reinforcing. And it yeah. sticks to me to this day. When people mention about what they eat, I say to myself, I remember that documentary. I'm serious. I do. That's yeah. good. It, do it you affected go to people and say, do you know where that came from? No, and put it in their place? no, no. But uh, if they ask me, I will share. Mm-hmm. I will share. You would not, uh, you would not believe what some of the practices are before that chicken or that. Yeah. Oh, let's not even talk about the, the, uh, the actual, uh, the cows and the cattle. Yeah. That is just unspeakable. I, I, I honestly, if I had known what my, where my food came from as a child, I would be, have You're been right. a vegan You're a long right. time ago. I mean, in this documentary, they show the supposedly a kosher um, slaughtering. And a kosher is supposed to be really clean. That makes no sense to me. It w- Yeah, I don't understand Being how it could killed. be clean and with the blood and such. Yeah. But they show supposedly a slaughter of a cow, I think it is, in a kosher facility. And it is like brutal. Like I just... I don't even, I, yeah, I watched it. It was just like, life. I'm not, I, I'm seriously considering like I buy designer handbags and then they show animals also kill for fur and for, and for leather. And I was yeah. watching like, I buy designer handbags because I like the quality. I'm seriously considering how do I get more vegan leather air quote in my diet, in my, in my to my, my diet. <laughs> <Your clothing diet? laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's great. Yeah. In my closet diet. Um, because I was just so arrested. Yeah. So arrested. Should. I and, think you should. I think it should affect us. But I mean, Lisa's point, by far is nice. She was, but to Lisa's point, she was affected until the the powers that be, so to speak, of like yeah. her normal everyday life came in, and then it was like chicken. But I will say that from then on, I I wouldn't call myself vegan, but I am whole food plant based. So if I really want some chicken or something like that, I don't deprive myself of it. But I'm not eating meat with every meal. I'm not. I'm trying not to overconsume it. But trying to find that balance of personally, what it came down for me personally is that the animals, unfortunately, in the world that we live in, there's going to be 
um, a bit of mistreatment. There are there are people who are mistreated in this I agree. in this world. There yes. are people who don't have what they need. There are people who are slaughtered and killed. There are people who are enslaved around the world. So if I'm going to get on my hind legs about a chicken being murdered, then I need to be on my hind legs about all of this stuff. And that is an overwhelming, I mean, that's yes, a full day, night, yes. every round the clock job yes, so right. to talk about all of the injustices that happen on this planet continually. And so for me personally, and this is not for every person, right? But what I came to is I'm going to limit the amount of meat that I have. I'm going to try my best to make sure that it is sustainably sourced and fed the best and lives its best life before it comes to my table and I'm not going to overconsume it but I'm also not going to deprive myself of it uh, I have found that with working out and things like that I do crave chicken and meat sometimes it's not all the time but sometimes I do crave it and and I'm not going to deprive myself of that um and I'm I'm also not going to be overly depressed by all of the injustices that happen across the globe, because I would never get out of bed if I thought about well all of the things that happen to all of the living creatures on this planet. I think that's a fair point. And I think it speaks to consciousness about your own personal journey and and consciousness about your own choices, which, uh, you know, I applaud that. Um, I will say, though, for large largely then if you're going to make that kind of choice to say I'm going to not eat it or I'm going to be conscious about it then a lot of times when we're eating fat not we but when fast food restaurants don't care about that so so Nando's they don't even tell they don't even begin to say this is consciously sourced or you know grain or right. slaughter humanely they don't make mcdonald's doesn't do this like so some places do like yeah, some places chipotle, do. Chipotle, chipotle does, does. Yeah. but i'm saying if but you're what going does to, that you're, mean though well but if you're going to be conscious of it yeah. then you're also conscious of where you're eating in restaurants and right. restaurants right. often unless you're going to a restaurant specifically with that focus and they tell you that up front right. you are and you're saying i'm not going to eat it but but if but you have no idea how it's slaughtered unless you go somewhere where you specifically know they care about that right so I had a similar experience to your documentary, Lisa. Um, back in 2003, I read the book Fast Food Nation. And very similar to what you all described. But of course, you know, in a book, you don't get the same visual um, pain associated with what you're talking about, seeing these animals mistreated. But the thing that stopped me from eating meat for about 18 months after that was the human toll. So when he describes, I think the um, author is Eric Schlosser, he describes what slaughterhouses are like and how it's one of the most dangerous jobs you can have and how farmers have been taken advantage of because the demand is so high. And yet, you know, the industry has basically made it difficult for anyone to make a living because they have to lease the, the land and the equipment and the seed. And then they owe so many people before they can make anything on it. And well, you can buy a, a large fry for 99 cents. So how much money do you think that potato farmer is actually making? And so for me, uh, learning about all of those things and the human toll that the fast food, and really I would say by large part, the restaurant industry takes on people even more so than animals. I was convinced that I just didn't want to eat animals anymore. However, then I moved to Texas and everything is smoked and to smell <laughs> brisket 
smoking, it was just like too powerful for me to resist. And so even though I had successfully not eaten any meat for not even fish for 18 months, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll have a brisket sandwich. What What is that? Oh, OK. And it was it was on after that. Like, I just couldn't I couldn't not have it. It was it was it was too good. Which I'm ashamed to say, but very true. No, but there's there's something to that, too, right? Because I listened to a podcast, uh, Revisionist History, it was actually. And the guy, the podcast was not about food at all. It was about um, how sometimes people jump the gun, right? And so there's this guy, I can't remember his name, but basically he came up with a theory that it's unhealthy to fry things in animal fat. And so he's the person that's actually respond, responsible for getting the laws changed around fast food, frying their stuff in vegetable oil because it's better for you and whatever. And now studies have shown that vegetable oil is actually not better for you because it has a higher, it has a lower burn point, right? right. And so once it burns, it's now not good for you and right. you're frying the stuff in oil, this oil right. that's too hot and now it's toxic and the whole thing. But- he talked about like McDonald's and places like that. Their original formula was to fry like their French fries in like lard and animal fat. And not only did it change the nutritional value of the food, but it changed the taste yeah. like huge. It changed the taste, you know, and, and he talked about even scientifically, you know, you have a French fry and French fries have so much water and the animal fat is thicker. And so it doesn't get into the, like the little crevices. And so when it heats up, it actually produces like a little steam pocket and the steam comes out like perfectly. So you get this pillowy, soft Interior. potato in the inside and it's crunchy on the outside. It's like the perfect French fry. And so like when we're talking about food, now I have gotten into cooking more and I'm trying to cook more plant-based things. But I'm like, man, I really wish I had some like lard or animal fat. <laughs> and like <laughs> before even like um, becoming like more plant-based, I bought some animal fat and I was like frying stuff in animal fat. It was delicious. I mean, it was so good. And so there, there's a factor to that of like, Sometimes the animal products taste better. And like you. you said, they smell good and you pass that, you know, smokehouse and you're just like, man, I haven't had like bacon in so long. But <laughs> like, I so think good. today yeah. bacon is so good. There is, so there is good. nothing There's like bacon. There's nothing like bacon. There's no plant there based substitute like for bacon. I have tried plant based bacon, everything, and it is not bacon. That's what I could tell you. <laughs> but and, so, I, and I think that's the point, right? Like we talk about this in varying forms in this space that it's not about the food. Uh, the fact that people don't change sustainably to do something that they know is better for them. The, the knowledge itself of animal cruelty, the knowledge itself of the human toll, the knowledge itself of the fact that um, plants are better for our bodies that doesn't change behavior. Knowledge itself doesn't change behavior because Even the moment. The masses, I mean, I kid you not for me, just educating myself as far as what makes, where does protein come from? And knowing that it can come from a plant and the fact that, as you mentioned, as far as uh, flesh and how it affects the body, I process that a lot. And I've I consciously made a decision not to eat. I mean, even though except we were talking right before we started recording, we were talking about dairy, uh, uh, right? 
So, 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 right? So chicken is fine. She bought it up. But then what happened to dairy? Well, you're not killing the animal, so. But, but you, it depends no, good on point. How, they, how they're. You're, good point. How they're raised. I didn't mention, you're right. right. So dairy is my ever, Achilles. Yeah. Have you ever seen what they do to cows to keep, they have to have a baby in order to keep right. producing yeah. milk. So right. that's how you that's get your true. lamb. Yeah. Or veal, right? Veal, yeah. A child, yeah. yeah baby. Yeah, but but we were talking specifically about like cream in your coffee. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what they have to do to keep a cow producing milk, lactating, right. keep them yeah. pregnant, yeah. or right. lactating. Yes. Yeah. So it's. it's I won't say well it's said. not as bad you know as what? killing it, but yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's still it's not. Insane. But the humane would, condition, the inhumane conditions in which most cattle is li- lives though speaks to the animal cruelty part like there is some real stuff that i mean they some of they they're fed corn like it depends right, right? you have to be really conscious about it uh, are you going to eat this ice cream this delicious hogganized ice cream sorry i used to love it but they don't talk about anything about how the cows are raised or what they're just like this mm-hmm. is delicious you should have some and a lot of people are including myself included we're very much so content with that it's delicious that's all i care about restaurants you go someplace the michelin stars all this place they don't unless they tell you this is where your food comes from it's locally grown it's blah, 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 blah. They're not thinking about otherwise it. Right. they're not right. thinking about what what they need to do they need to continue to make money which means they need to keep you buying which means they need to make it delicious that's all that's the one criteria and it doesn't matter who they have to trample on, so to speak, or what they have the to process. trample on in the process to make money. Yeah. That was the thing that stood out to me too, is we are so content as consumers to be. I say it all the time. I want to be one step removed from my food supply. Right. I don't, I want to just pick it up in a beautiful package and pay for it. I don't know that I want to know how it got to me. Because yeah, it would but, make me not want to eat it most of the time. Yes, Possible but denia- deniability right. is a real thing. But that is the whole point, right? Is that as, as long as you can be removed from whatever is happening, that in itself could be a, a part of the problem. When I was, when we, when I was watching this documentary about um, how they mistreat the animals, I was thinking, you know, it's the cruelest people, the cruelest humans on this planet that could do this to an animal. I mean, they sh- they showed in in the documentary them hitting the animals over the head and putting them in the trash compactor. And, and like me, I could never do such a thing. I could never put an animal in a trash truck or, you know, do such a thing. But the, the kind of cruelest people on this planet, the most desensitized people on this planet, those are the people who have those jobs. And we give them the license to do that. And we get the luxury of being removed from the effects of that. But then we turn around and let's say you have somebody who like is desensitized and commits a mass murder. We wonder how they got from there to here. But we kind of participate in allowing people to be desensitized to the feelings of another living thing. And they say what like most psychopaths, right? It starts with animals. Yep. They start Cats with in the neighborhood and they start with killing animals and that sort of thing. And, and uh, I have some friends who like live in the Caribbean and it's very popular there that when there's like too many stray animals they start poisoning the animals and doing different things like that and the animals die in a very brutal way but those neighbors who have the ability to poison the animals and watch them die how does that translate right Right. into yeah what else do they have the capability of of doing and and watching take place while we're removed from it because well ice cream tastes delicious right it's the yeah i was gonna say too that um 
it's not any different than than racism, right? They used to have, you know, yeah. they used to bring their families to watch lynchings, children even, right? And we could say it was entertaining. Or but even a, lawful. It, it, was, it was absolutely lawful. Yeah. As if it, it were lawful. entertainment. Yeah. Right. And so it's the idea of like, if you can be removed from someone else's suffering, oh, right. they are black, so they're not like me. Exactly. So they this is different. You can distance yourself and say, this is this cruelty is different. Well, then, yeah, you can stand in your judgment seat and you can feel you can go home and you can feel really good about how you spent your day. Yeah. yeah. It's funny you say that because I was thinking when I was in South Carolina, I went to the old Slave Mart Museum and I was thinking that the very correlation between cruelty to animals and how many people um, had distanced themselves from the brutality of slavery. Um, and in this museum, which I, I do recommend, it was only eight dollars. Um, and I learned so much about really the state of South Carolina, the city of Charleston. And the slave trade, both the transatlantic and the, um, what do you call it when it was just here? The domestic slave trade um, in the 1800s. That you say to yourself, like, how do people witness brutality and they're okay with it? But they they find a way to just, like you said, April, they, well, that's, it's not like me. It's not, it, somehow they, in their mind, justify that, that that thing is not as important as what I get from them. And we do it right now, really with animals saying that, Hey, you know, that chicken tastes good, or I need that spicy chicken sandwich or whatever. And that we're, we're not bothered by how those animals have been treated, even though they are like Lisa said, living things. And I, I mean, I haven't watched a documentary, but even in just this conversation, I'm feeling like maybe I need to reevaluate the way that I look at how my food comes to me. Uh, one thing I piggyback on is it was that rule of um, I can't I'm spacing on it right now, but there was law that a slave was not human, right? Right. Um, a third, a, a third part human. And That's, you know the thing that always gets me about that is like the kind of rape and incest and that sort of thing because I'm like, for people to be that detached from a living thing speaks more to the sanity of the person that's detaching, right? And I think about that in our relationship with animals because for you to say that a person with brown skin is less than a person and an animal and that sort of thing, and yet you still rape it and you still are having these like very not connected relationships, right? right? It's So in some parts you're saying that it's not human and in some parts it is. And really, what does that make you right. more than what, do, what does that make it? Um, or him or her, right. <laughs> you know, but, it, but it's, it speaks to the detachment. Yes. Right. As long as we can detach from it and we can right. put ourselves in a different box that this, these two things are not like you, like the other. And even more so, I'm better than this other person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then yes, then we can, we, as, and I speak for humanity, humanity can then inflict all kinds. Absolutely. Of injustice and pain on someone else or something else that we deem not like us. Yeah. And I don't want to, uh, I feel like this has turned into a referendum on racism, but mm. I think that the idea is that this has happened in, in many different cultures. You think about uh, the Native American Indians, you think about different parts of Asia, you think about the Holocaust, you think about the way that people with mental disorders used to be treated. Not even that long ago, 30, 40 years ago, if you had schizophrenia or you were, you know, um, exhibiting um, some sort of bipolar um, dis disorder, the way that the people were treated and they treated people who had even people a hundred years ago who were deaf and they didn't understand what that meant and that they couldn't communicate, not because they were uninformed or stupid, but because 
They literally could not hear you. And then they couldn't learn how to read and they couldn't learn how to speak. And so I feel like we've, as I say, we, as in people, mankind has mistreated each other over things like this for thousands of years. And it's because, as Lisa said, we've detached ourselves from that person being the same as we are. Right. Yeah. And and it actually, in the documentary, it starts out with comparing how we treat the animals to racism, sexism, uh, feminism, I think it mm-hmm. calls out. It, it calls out the, several isms, right, that we, you know, we have a visceral reaction to be like, what? No, I'm not a racist. Nobody wants to be a racist. No, I'm not a racist. <laughs> Wait a minute. But how, you, how do you feel about this? these people uh-huh. that you've detached from? You think that you're different from them. Right. Somehow you cannot detach from someone else, from another human being's humanity and not be prejudiced in some way against them. Right. And the same for animals. You cannot detach from the suffering of right. other living beings. We know feel pain. Exactly. Yeah. But and we not will, treat them in an right. inhumane way. Yeah. yeah. We'll say that, oh, they don't like you said they the animals don't feel pain like we do. But clearly you can they do. see they do. when you're, I mean, I'm sure in the documentary that you guys watched. You can see fear was, in their face. The fear, the tears, the... the Anxiety. Sorry, Lisa. Lisa's no, reacting. it's okay. Don't but you're right. Lisa, please. It's true. <laughs> I can't handle it. So, animals. I'm getting emotional <laughs> even thinking about it myself. Right, but so we have this dialogue, because right? they are living things. And, right. and we, we have become accustomed to dis... Disassociation. Yeah, disassociating the fact that they're living things. I was going to say, too, that I read an article recently that talked about, to speak on Jen's point, is that uh, they scientists now think that people like Joan of Arc were schizophrenic. Mm. And so when you look at the way that she was treated and the way that she was labeled and even the way that she died, right, for something that is now a mental illness that we know better about... That is how people treated people with those sort of conditions in that era, you know, and it allowed them to do these horrible things. And with no um, moral compass, with no conscience of because they had it. Well, she's whatever and this and that and she doesn't feel pain. I mean, burned alive. Yeah. You know, it allowed them to justify cruelty. Yes. Well, it's right? the same with the animals. Which is the right? same thing we can do with animals. Right. Yeah. But but to come all the way back. So here, you, Leela, you had this very curled in a fetal position, right? And we're talking about it now in this conversation. Jen, you're saying, maybe I need to go watch it and reevaluate, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're watching it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so audience, uh, let this be a lesson, okay? If, if you tell someone you don't recommend something, that means you it recommend means, it. Right, be clearly. very specific about what you mean by recommend. No, no, no. Say that, tell them you sh- they shouldn't. They will. Um, this especially works for teenagers, but also humans. Um, <laughs> and us. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I was going to say that we're having this dialogue, right? And everybody's feeling like, you know what? You're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but how is it going to sustainably change any habit, right? Lila, you said three days later, you're just like, yeah, but that Nando's though, yo. Right? Yeah. And so it's it's the idea that, yes, we can, the, the neg- we see these negative images. The documentary is like life altering and it's producing consciousness. And yet, Lawrence, to your point, right? Chicken, fine. You don't have a problem with chicken, but then dairy, right? And it's like, what? You can dis- you can distance yourself by saying, and no judgment. I'm just saying, yeah, of course, you can distance yourself by saying, oh, well, it's not chicken. They're not killed to, to produce milk, and yet there's something else here, though, right? That you can you can hear the disassociation. Somehow, this is different. Is it right? And and so, how long will it be, right? Before 
you have dairy again, or I eat a piece of fish, or right. Lila, you go back to you know chicken, right? And Jen, same thing, right? Like that's that's really the the reason I wanted to bring it up is because it it doesn't it doesn't always change. We have to change our the negativity doesn't always change sustainably our behavior. It has it's that real consciousness. I don't actually know what the answer is. Right. Our motivation has to be much deeper than that because the the temporary sting or pain that you feel like oh I shouldn't have done that or oh, sorry for that thing or that person or that animal doesn't, it, it's not going to change your makeup, especially if you have 30 plus years of history of doing right. something one way. And you have all of these images and messages from outside saying, no, no, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I think that we have to find something else that will really motivate us to, to make a sustainable change. But I do think that maybe the negative images, that negative shock can be like you said it could be the thing that awakes our consciousness and with every positive conscious decision we make we reinforce another positive conscious decision and maybe that's where we start is just being conscious being aware and each decision we we make we try to make it better than the last one better than the last one, right? And that's really the idea of the jealous vegan is no, you can't just wake up one day and say, I'm vegan or I'm plant-based. But if you make a small effort every day to do something different for whatever your reason is, whether it's ethically or for your body or for humanity, whatever your reason is, if you wake up every day and you decide to make a small decision that's in the direction of what you want Mm -hmm. for humanity and for this planet and for the animals... Then when you're looking back five years from now or 10 years from now, you can see how far you've come. Um, But it's just taking that small step that's the start. And that's really the most important part is that first step. That's so beautiful. Thank you for listening. Please connect with us on social media at The Jealous Vegan on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook or at thejealousvegan.com and sign up for our newsletter to receive exclusive content to support your plant-based journey. And until then, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress.